Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Um, this is a different podcast, the first one we've done in the gym. And I think it's fitting for the guys we have here. Um, so to ease Chuck's anxiety, we'll go straight into it. And if we can start with you, Marcus, how did you end up at Westside meeting Lou? Um, you know, I was training at uh, Green's Gym that was on uh, High Street, East North Broadway. And a guy named Spencer Lyman and Jim Sice over there. And I was down at the Ohio State lifting, weightlifting club underneath the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to power lift and I was getting stronger and stuff too. And I kept on hearing, you know, it wasn't called Westside back then. Like Louis up on the hill or yeah. something, it was called, you know. And, and I said, here, but like the way people talk about it, it was like, like you don't want to go there. Those guys are fucking nuts, right? They train in the garage, they're badass motherfuckers, right? And I thought to myself, like, that sounds like where I'd like to end up. That'd be awesome, right? So I kept on training, and then I can't remember who was over there at the time, but I started getting decently strong, but then somebody said, well, you gotta, you gotta go talk to Lou, and they'll help you talk about lifting at least, because you're not strong enough to go yeah. there yet, you know, because you, be, you, like, you, you gotta get your master's or something to, to come in, you know? And so I uh, made an introduction, I went over to his house, sat in the living room, and he literally just started talking to me. I was, I was like, I can't believe this guy's talking to me. And he wasn't the Lou that we know now that's popular worldwide, you know. He was he was like this local icon, you know. And it was a subculture back then, you know, the whole lifting power lifting, you know, wasn't as like it is now in the strength work and and he said, Hey, you know, after a few visits, you know, he could come help me with every anything I asked, he always answered. Yeah, put me on a good path and I immediately got my masters on my own, yeah. you know. Then he invited me over the train, but I was working at a wasn't going to school because something happened, so I don't know what I was doing, but I was working at this uh, uh, air freight dock, and uh, he says, well, we train at night, you know, so yeah. I was like, so I was working 3 to 11 there, so I quit the job so I could train there, right? I remember telling my dad, like, yeah, I quit the job you got me, because he knew something about here. <laughs> he goes, to lift weights. <laughs> I was like, he goes, so school didn't go good, okay, you spend most of your time bouncing and lifting weights. Yeah. And who knows what else, right? He goes, and now you don't have a job. I won't still bounce him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, so I ended up quitting the night, and I ended up starting to go over there. At the time, Sanger was still there. <clears throat> Lucci was there once in a while. Uh, Seitzer was there. Gino Cardi was kind of like my guy there. You know, we became real good friends. Um, Mariah, Sumini, Laura Dodd, um, I'm trying to think who else. That was a girl. That was the main girl crew. Yeah. Doors. Uh, doors. Doors, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Without, yeah. Doors, of course. And uh, it was a great time. The best time of my life. What was yeah. that first uh, training session like? I don't remember the exact first training session, but I remember that everything every day was fucking hard, and I knew better. Like I started seeing. It was a rougher group of people than I was used to. I liked it though, you know. Yeah. But like nobody said no to me. Like, I knew that when I walked in there that I couldn't say no. You could just see the atmosphere. I mean, the garage was fucking badass. Like, that was that was the best gym that I've ever been at in the world. Is that 590 Larkham? 590 Larkham. Yeah. yeah. We used to come in, we'd sit in this living room, and uh, we'd play with the dogs. You know, we, well, we played with Nitro. Nikki was always out back. Nikki was the Norwegian outcount. Yeah. He said, I could never get in the back. He'd always try to attack me. I'd be stuck somewhere, and the doors have to rescue me or something, you know? And then we sit in the house and we go train and we come back to the house, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how we became such a close knit family of people because we spent so much time together. We talked in his house, we were in his house, in the gym, 
back into the house and we all stayed together. Like we all finished and did stuff together. Yeah. You know? It was fucking amazing. It was one of the most it was the best experience of my life. It it catapulted my whole life into a, another direction, yeah. a better direction, you know, without it I wouldn't be where I'm at. I would what I do is, you know. That's the mindset. mindset. But it was awesome. And then it just kinda of grew from there. And then actually I got introduced to Dominic through Gino, really. <coughs> Gina used to get pizza at his place. Right, so that there. Was, that's what I was going to say, yeah. how I first came here. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, we knew about each other, you know, and, and the, the, the funny thing, too, is, like, he was, uh, we looked very much alike when we were younger, you know, and uh, so I was always getting in trouble. Like, he was getting blamed. <laughs> he, he didn't know me, though, either, right? That He's lasted like, a long time. <laughs> I mean, I'd be at a place and, and you'd have four dudes come up to me and say, hey, you beat up my friend last week. And I'd say, I think you got the wrong guy. And I said, you know, I, I don't know your friends, but I think I might know who you're talking about. <laughs> I just that before you guys knew each other? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I think I seen him one time and we got in a fight and then I seen him. At, at what? The and I, yeah. You mind if I share that story? Okay, go ahead. It was at uh, it was at a bar that opened Elf up bar. on uh, no it was no. streamers oh it was streamers right now and it was over uh, in this little strip mall and I was just I enjoyed seeing you know fights and stuff in bars too it, it amused me and I was just sitting outside watching a group of these big guys who I didn't know get thrown out of this bar and one was Matt Dimmel and Gina was there. And Marcus was there, and they had just destroyed somebody inside that bar, and they were all walking out, and I was just casually leaning against th this car, just watching everyone walk out, and everyone was just walking by, and I'm like, that dude's big, that dude's big. And then, of course, you know, the one and only walks by, Marcus is walking by, and he looks, and we did not know each other, and he looks over at me, goes, what the fuck are you looking at? And I just, I was leaning, and I said, absolutely nothing. He said, that's what I thought, and he kept walking. And then that was our introduction. <laughs> and who was to know that months later I would run into him at uh, Westside Barbo, and uh, you know we were like, eh, eh, and we became you know obviously yeah, best friends. So yeah. it's kind of funny, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a great time. You know, I me actually me and Lou are are the ones that kind of. I don't say recruited or found Chuck. Obviously, he was very strong at the time. You've seen the potential, but Lou was going to judge a power like the meet at the is it Hilltop Line? Yeah, Hilltop, Hilltop Line, right? Was that right, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. Hilltop Line. Yeah. And so he goes, "Hey, I got to judge his power let's meet at Hilltop Line. He has me to come. You want to come and judge too?" I said, "Sure." You know, so I went. And then you know, listen, okay, lifters, you know, kind of like a local event, you know. And, and then Chuck came on. I was like, um, <laughs> I think of Lou. And he's like, well, let's go talk about So then we talked, and then he came to the gym and stuff, yeah. too. It was, yeah. was yeah. kind of neat, though, you know? Did you always, like, did you start powerlifting, or did you play sports before you got into it? Just football in high school. That was it. You are pretty strong back then, too, though. I think before you became it, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually, I'd say, powerlifting without actually going to meets or doing anything like that. I kind of, yeah. from a distance, I was, like, power, like, strength. So it, I was kind of doing it anyways. But the actual time that I had met you guys, it was an that was a bench press meet. Yeah, that was oh, a bench was a press meet. Yeah, it was only a bench press meet. And the following weekend was going to be my first powerlifting meet. Yeah. And they had talked to me and told me, well, after this powerlifting meet next weekend, I said, just come on over. So 
I went to that powerlifting meet. It was a Division II powerlifting meet. Went to that, done that, and then come back over there, and that was my introduction to all these guys. But I went in, like, maybe even six months prior to that over there to your guys' gym over oh, at Lewis. Yeah, I went with another guy was it at, at the, the time. Was it at the bricks or whatever? No, it was over there in the garage. Oh, at Larkin? Yeah, I went in there and watched all you guys lifting, and then we left. And from that point on, I was like, man, I'd love to lift there. And when I seen you guys, I was like, here's my chance. You know what I mean? So everything played in just the way I wanted it. Hey, how cool so, was it, though? Like, cause I remember going looking at the guys in the garage, you know, when I first got there. Everybody was huge. And, Everybody but was the huge. the intensity and the toughness was something you felt. Yeah, and, and Louis' presence in general, oh. because he had, he, you heard, I was from the west side of Columbus also, so as I was growing up, you always heard about Louis Simmons in the garage, you know what I mean, these big guys in the garage, and every once in a while, they'd be around town, my sister actually worked at Ground Round, and oh, served Louis, we used to go to Ground Round yeah. all the time, and served, every and Friday served, night, yeah, served Louis <laughs> yeah. and these guys, and she'd always tell me about him, and at that point, you know what I mean? I always kind of wanted to get right. with it. And then, then when their gym opened up, the following weekend is when I took off over there. And that's when I met Dominic. And, you know, him and I started about the exact same time or whatever. Well, so. same week, ironically yeah. enough. Yeah, it was. And I, and I knew Chuck because I used to play tackle football with these guys at Hardesty Village. And Chuck would sometimes come and join. And he was just always like this thick, barrel-chested kid. Back then, as, as we're talking high school, I mean, no one looked like that in high school because no one trained, obviously, no one how obsessed he is, you know, that he was thick back then. And um, so I knew Chuck, but I didn't know Chuck. You know, I knew who he was, and, and you knew that he was a tough dude, but, you know, you didn't know him, know him. But then, yeah, we started that same week at Louis, and, and like to, to Marcus's point, Gino Carter used to come into uh, – our shop and I and, and Gino Cardi was a, his own specimen. I mean, this guy was a mass Jack. humanity of a man. He had like 22 <laughs> inch arms. He had this Huge look, shoulders. this look on his face. Yeah. Like and the best was, part of him was not even that he was strong, but he was tough and he was mean. Right. Like, like he hated everything. Right. Hated everything. And and everything. Like, I mean, he was. You get just, a fist fight with that guy. Like he's he's tried to end your life. Right. Like, like he's like someone new walks in, motherfucker. You know, kind of like that fucking. Dude. He didn't even know. I mean, <laughs> he, oh, and he, he was just first, walk in the first time. Perceptive yeah. as hell. He'd we, say that guy has big ears or yeah. his feet are too small. <laughs> and I mean, he just knew everything <laughs> we, about everything. We'd be out at bars, right? We'd see the be like, "Look at that dumb bitch," and I'm like, oh, "She's pretty hot, right?" And he's like. Her feet are really small. Yeah. <laughs> she's got She's looking at her feet, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm no, I, hate, I hate small feet. <laughs> and I just be like, then I'm starting to think like, yeah, she does have small feet. Oh. <laughs> he, he was perceptive. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting jaded here. But he would come in for pizza, and, and I was lifting on my own, and I, and I was in my own mind strong which found out really quick that that was not strong at all but he you know i'd say man this guy's just i've never seen a guy like this and i and so i got to talking to him and he was like yeah i gotta we work out with some guys you know if you i'll bring you over there sometime and i'm like oh man that would be great like i, I unlike chuck i really didn't hear about i went to bishop Brady high school which is on the west side but i spent most of my time in the grandview area so you know he brings me over there the first day, and you know it was a Monday, uh, and actually I went the first day was a bench day, and there was like you know the 37 people in the back, and Chuck was not there that day. Chuck actually started like the next Monday, and uh, you know there was a bunch of people in the back, and uh, 
there was three benches, right? As we all know, there was the really good bench. There was the bench where you're kind of moving on up. And then there was the shit bench where you're trying to figure out yourself. Well, you know, you, you found out quick that you spent a lot of time on that shit bench till you can move up, right? <laughs> I mean, because up, what right? I thought I knew, I knew nothing. And, and to this point, to this day, I mean, I have none of the acclimates that any of these dudes sitting here have. But, um, you know, it was, it, you know, you start your way up. And uh, then Monday, Chuck came in, you know, other people, you know, like, but that's basically Gino was the one, the one guy who brought me in. And, and I remember Louie, meeting Louie for the first time, that bench day, you really didn't know him. But that next day he comes in and, you know, he looks at the party, you got this short guy, stocky, ball headed, you know, he, he, Fu Manchu, who no one had Fu Manchu. Louie was Jack back, back then. then too. He yeah, was. He was intimidating. I think that might have been like his and his prime. chest was just, he was you like, know I mean? He was Jack back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 1984. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so yeah. his big legs, nasty, you know what I mean? He, he was, was healthy. Yeah. He was on, you yep. know? And so what he, he said, he was an intimidating guy. Oh, yeah. Anything that came out of his mouth, you were like hinging on every word. Like you were just soaking all this shit in. And I remember he looked at me and like Chuck said this great, or, you know, one time he said, Chuck can look at you. I mean, Lou can look at you and know in a second. So he had seen me on Sunday and then he saw me Monday was deadlifting day. And he saw me and he goes, and I had never squatted or deadlifted. This is the weird thing. We, I just kind of did this basement kind of workout where I just benched. And so when I came here, I knew nothing. I didn't know how to squat or deadlift. And he looked at me, he goes, you could be an 800 pound squatter. And I kind of laughed to myself, like, this guy's out of his fucking mind. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, you know, in seven months, I deadlifted 700. You know, I was like, you know, just to give you an idea how right that man was, okay? And, 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 you know, it was neat because when you're rolling on something, you know, that's that's when Louie's like right there helping you along because, as as you know, you know, when when lifts are going well, he, he wants to lift with you. And those yeah. were the best times, yeah. man, when he wanted to do fast deadlifts with you or something, and you, you had one-on-one workouts with him. I mean, that's stuff that now, looking to where he is and what he's done, you can't ever, you can't ever replace yeah. that. No. I mean, so, it was just so freaking incredible. Very special. And, yeah. you know, and, and from there, like I said, I never accomplished what any of these guys accomplished. Uh, I, I accomplished enough that I'm completely satisfied. Not only did it make me driven in life, but I got friends out of this place that are amazing people that I still talk to on a daily basis that I would never, I would never, you know, trade that in for anything. So. But don't sell yourself short because you were strong. You were very strong. He was on his way. I'm talking. I think it could have been huge, right? It could have been like almost like a 900-pound deadlifter. Yeah. The thing is, is Dominic was real, real lean. And he was small, he was 220s. And I was a 220, he's much bigger than me. When he started getting 242, strength just started coming a whole bunch. And then he had to take care of his business, so then he had to stop. But he was on his way. Yeah, and Louie and I about. talked about it before. It's like, yeah, this guy built the deadlift and he can deadlift. Oh, you yeah, know I, mean? I appreciate so, that. I mean, I, I tell the funny story about Lou, and then I'll turn it over to you, Tom. That, you know, we, when, when I was moving along with the deadlift, we were going to uh, Grove City, wanted us to kind of, he knew the coach, Coach Cross, 
who I knew from coming into Pete's Place as well, just got the head coaching job at Grove City, and he wanted to teach his kids about strength. So, of course, my deadlift was going well at the time, so he asked me to go as the deadlift. I don't know. There was two other guys, one guy for the bench and one guy for the squat. And those guys met us there, and I, and I had the uh, privilege of getting cramming myself with Louie in that 280ZX, that brown 280ZX that Dotson he had. And, and we're driving over there, and you got to remember, I came, I was never able to play sports because of my job. So, you know, this lifting thing with these guys, this was all like a brotherhood, military, neat little thing to me. Things were going good. I was loving what I was doing. And I was trying to have a moment with Lou. So, you know, you know, Lou, Lou just becomes, he just, he just, he grows on you. I don't know what it is. It's this thing that he just had that it factor where he's funny, but yet serious, but yet you want to do good for him. You just want to produce. Like a dad type. He, yeah. Well, here yeah, it goes, Chuck. It's yeah. unbelievable because, that's, that's I uh, listen, I loved my dad, but he never gave me any credit and he never talked to me. Okay. He, it was always, he was very hard immigrant from Italy and he worked his ass off and he never knew how to you know translate that down to say good job son and you know when you're doing good you just felt good from Lou so mm -hmm. I look over at him and I we're driving to this thing and, and I've probably been here seven months and uh, I look over at him and I said Lou I said I gotta tell you, man, thanks for everything you do. You're almost like a father figure to me okay I said I said you're like a second dad to me and uh, you know he's driving and he looks over at me and he goes you know, if you put 20 pounds on, you could be an 800-pound deadlifter. <laughs> and I knew right then that, you know, this guy's not into, no. this guy, he does not want any mushy yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're not going to share tea and crumpets and, you know, yeah. cry over, you know, no. lost love. Right? I, I was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, so I knew then not to go there anymore. But you I never had your moment but, with him. <laughs> but that's funny you said that, Chuck, because he was like yeah. a father to me. Oh, and yeah. yet he didn't want any credit for any of that mushy. All he wanted you to do was get freaking strong and better and beat your lifts. And, and of course, none, none of those other things ever mattered to him but to yeah. see you improve yourself. Yeah. So yeah. that's my story. Tom, how would you end up? Uh, I was at I'm, a, trying to, I'm trying to remember all this, too. Go I was at a gym called Unibody. You yeah. guys remember that? Yeah, the, the name yeah, of the gym yeah. on Morse Road? I was 18, 19, and wrestling came to Columbus to the Ohio Center. Uh, you, you guys are, I mean, like big all the time, yeah. You know, they, they said their second home away from Atlanta was Columbus. So I was sitting in there, and here comes the Road Warriors, Tony Atlas, Rocky Johnson, the Rock's dad. And I'm just going, what in the world? Tony Atlas laying down doing a triple with 550 on the bench. That blew me away. And <clears throat> Hawk and Animal Road and I'm just like, man, I want to be like these guys. Yeah. How do you do it? So I... Some guy asked me if I wanted to deadlift with him, and I said, what's a dead? I didn't know what a deadlift was. I had no idea. So I ended up doing a 500-pound deadlift, first time I ever did it. And some guy walks up to me, he says, you need to go find Louis Simmons. I said, who? He said, Louis Simmons, he's a crane operator on the west side. I said, a crane operator? Yeah, what, a crane operator, yeah. Yeah, what, what do I want a crane operator what, for what? I mean, because well, he, he's the best coach in the world. He's the greatest, and I'm like, well, okay, thank you. So that gym closed and then Tom Blaster, you guys remember the name Blaster? Mm -hmm. And his wife, Marilyn, he opened a little place. Oh, and, Tom Storms? Yeah, Tom Storms. Yeah, yeah. Blaster. Yeah. And him and Louie were, him and Louis were very close. <laughs> yeah, Blaster and Louie were close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he kept saying, you need to go out to see Louie. You need to go out to see Louie. 
They, well, they opened the gym together with Lou. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they opened the gym with Lou. Yeah. So I kept hearing about Marcus and Chuck. I had no idea. So I go to these, I did, did a couple meets and I did a pair of 700s and I thought, hey man, I got it going on. Yeah, a year later, I did a pair of 700s. Went nowhere, nothing. So Chuck and I did a meet at the Police Athletic League. Remember that? Mm -hmm. South Ohio. I mean, that was in, in right smack in the middle of the ghetto. Just horrible. And Chuck squatted 760 and I had 750. And I thought, well, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. But I really wasn't. So here comes Louie. Hey, what'd you squat? I told him, what'd you deadlift? He says, you put 15 pounds on your total in a year. <laughs> yeah. And boy, it just hammered me and I said and some people be happy with that right yeah yeah <laughs> so he said you don't know what you're doing you don't know anything how'd you train your squat I said well three weeks eights three weeks of fives three weeks of triples he said oh this is my last in invitation I'm not asking you to come down again this is it I don't invite people down to my gym I'm gonna this is the last chance you got uh, I said okay I don't know what I'm doing I don't so okay let's go when we start, he said, Monday. I said, I just competed today. It's five o'clock, Saturday afternoon. He said, what time you get off work? I said, about one. He said, I'll see you in there Monday, one o'clock, be there. And I was like, man, this guy's lost his mind. I'll, be, I'll wake up tomorrow, I feel like a truck hit me. And that was, that was it. Went down to Demers, our Briggs, and uh, slowly got the introduction. Of course, I, I knew all, their, all Chuck, Marcus, and, and Dom's names, because you know, Columbus is a big, small, a small, big city. And uh, you hear things, you know things. You, hey man, these guys cleaned out this bar. Hey, this happened, that happened. Things get around, you know, tough guys, bad asses. And I'm like, well, that's, that's definitely the place I want to be. So went in there that Monday and it was instant succotash. Louis and me just, and I liked his straight up, no bullshit. But then I realized as time went on, Louie was a chameleon. He would change colors on you, right? And, then, and the next guy would walk in the gym and he would start picking on him and the next guy. And it was just hilarious, all the fun. He had a unique personality. I mean, it was just it funny. Was, it was very deep, multi-dimensional. Yeah. There, there was a lot. As long as you're on top. Yeah, that's, that's that's as right. long as you're on top or climbing. Yeah. If not, then you yeah, know what I mean. He had out. a problem with you, and you're gonna hear it. Maybe not from him, You'll but through someone else. <laughs> yeah, and then you pretty much prove yourself. Ah, yeah. fuck that old man. I'm gonna show him what the fuck's gonna happen. Right. That's, that's that was my, that was my too, thing. Right? You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Every like, single he, time. He pushed people to see. He pushed people to see what they had in it. Right. Sure. He wanted to hear you say "fuck you." I'll get stronger. Or quit. Because you're probably just wasting his time. Yeah. You know. If you didn't train 100. percent out and weirdly enough you just tried to do like you even if he was like when he would come in of course everyone to get around louis here louis here louis here you know and and we didn't realize how like like marcus said at that time he was a big deal to us because he was this strength coach and we knew he was good at what he did but now he's worldwide people would die to shake it you know, shook in his you know shook his hand once yeah. but we, we were gifted every day to, to laugh with him to, to to you know to get yelled at by him 
but he just made you do better. Now, when he came in, you'd try really hard. But yeah. Like, yeah. And as Chuck was saying, if you were on the down, you would secretly make yourself go hard to get back in his good graces. And, or and it would never go the other way. Correct. They would just keep on going the other way, and then next thing you know, they wouldn't be trained. Well, they wouldn't even train. They wouldn't even come back. You, right. you if feel they didn't it. kicked out, yeah. You, you know what I mean? You feel it. You just yeah. get, you but just said they don't want strong me. shall survive, right? Well, so, yeah, and, and you got to prove it. You, you got to prove it. it. it, it like, I always thought, like, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's not about just being strong and lifting, right? Like, Louis had a strong mind. Like, and in, in what he did, he trained everybody to have a strong mind. He used it through lifting, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the, the, the goal, you know, was to get stronger. But I think the biggest thing was not so much the, the strength, the, the mind to get stronger, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and to never break and to keep and to push through fucking tough stuff and to be and not to quit and not to, you know, like he put that in your fucking head. And if you didn't do it, you left and you felt like a bitch if you didn't do it, you know, and that's you keep on changing yourself. Like he he programmed people without even trying to program people. You know, he had such an influence on people. His his aura was like so strong, right? That when you were around that, if you were a weak person, he seen it. Like he, he yeah. would he would look at you and he'd see that weakness, right? And he'd dig at it and dig at it till either you got stronger or you got the fuck out. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, that's a exactly. that's a great quality though, because yeah. it made all of us mentally stronger to well, do more in our lives you know yeah. like, not only whatever. that it, it made us help each other like yeah okay i'll give you an example like there's no one to me better than when marcus would go help me at a meet like he would just wrap my knees and he, he'd get in your face he knew how to get in my head i mean he's just a great motivator you know if you're if you had a workout with with chuck i mean listen if you know and to this day i've heard like you know unfortunately i, I got out of this earlier than any of these guys but Ch chuck's amazing at pushing anybody to do anything yeah. even if they don't want to okay i mean he just is okay and you do it because not only of of what he's accomplished but he's just intense but chuck's hell. mindset is west side yeah okay his mindset was chuck's always was strong mentally and I think this whole thing with doing them brought it even more out, right? Oh, like yeah. you were destined for shit like this. I mean, yeah. if but, you like, but like on your own, who knows where you go, right? Exactly. And, and it brought this out of you. Look, you're still. I'd have something. Shit. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you got to have something. Yeah, and, and, and even was... even strong, tough people have to be pushed. And Lou saw that, you know, and he saw the things, and and that's why Chuck became like. The, the Vasa West Side. Right. Yeah. For good to reason. Tom's testament, too. He's had yeah. worlds. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Like, I mean, what, yeah. that stuff doesn't happen until you're here with the mindset, and you got to have some of that in mm -hmm. you. I mean, but yeah, these people are intense. But it brings you out. It brings it out of you. You, and you can't fuck around. With, man. with all the women ahead of us winning world titles, Debbie Sorensen, first right. time I saw her, I was like, and she's deadlifted 500 pounds. I said, gosh, Tom, what is she? 170 pounds. Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. Specimen, my God. Oh my God. Pair of 507s. Amy Wines. Amy. Amy. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. just think of yeah. what she went on. So the girls. She come in when we come in. Yeah. Right. Right around right. She was after us. You guys remember after yeah. Yeah. You remember Terry? Uh, Faye? Byland Terry Byland Byland Roll. Oh. Tom married to Tom Faye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was strong. Oh my gosh. Huge. But, you know, I laugh because, like, if Chuck, you know, like, you used to dodge Chuck after a workout because you knew it was coming. He was like, hey, man. Hey, man. Do my neck. Oh, and, and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know, he knew he could always get me. But that was that was harder than a squat workout or yeah. any workout you could do. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, do my neck. And I'm like, oh, God. Chuck would always do his, his neck, but with you pushing on him, right? 
I mean, I think my triceps got a lot stronger just pushing oh, out the truck. And, 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 I was like, oh, man, I can lock my bench out now just from <laughs> And of course, it was always one more, just one more set. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you, you'd be exhausted after that. And, he, and then, of course, when he was doing yours, we all didn't have necks like, a, you know, a Rottweiler. So yeah. it wasn't fair because our necks weren't like his. And he would shove you like into the ground. But, you know, I, mean, what? I just laugh because I, I, I probably did his neck, you know, 200 times hey, I in this gym. about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> His neck was so strong. I remember him telling me, like, you got to push harder. And I remember thinking, I, well, that's all I got, dude. Like, I don't have to yeah. my arms here. And I'm like, hey, we better get Gino or somebody over here. This, He's you know? funny, though. One time they tried to, uh, they thought it would be funny if they could contain Chuck Wolverine. I don't know if you were there yet, but, like, they said, like, four or five guys were going to grab him in the gym. Like, they thought that would be funny, right? So they, you know, he comes into gym and they're all like circle him. He's like, "What's up, guys?" Like, you know, and they all grab him like his arm. He starts kicking and flailing like they couldn't hold him. They could not hold him. Like, there's four or five big dudes who should hold him. Could not. You remember this, obviously, right? And, yeah. and I was just there going, "That's a bad idea," you know. Yeah. So hey, remember, you used to bring your dog in Miyagi. Mm -hmm. That was your first one, right? Yeah, yeah. That first dog bull was terrier. Awesome. Yeah, bull terrier. Yeah, he was badass. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think um, you would never have reached the levels of your careers without that culture been formed when you came to the gym? I know for, I know, you know, I would never have strong style. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I would end up where I did. I know, I don't think that gym would be there. You know, I tell people that too. I go, well, with, with Louis Elizabeth, I'm not sure if this gym would be here, you know, because like, there was no limit to what you could accomplish, right? And, and he always said it, like, like lifting for me carried over to other parts of my life, just the ability. The power of the thing was so good and so unbelievable, and I love that sport so much because it never ended, right? And it ended in some gyms where they're like, okay, you squatted 700, 800, 900,000, whatever, right? Man, that's awesome, good job. Like, Louis like, well, this is not the end, it's the beginning. You know, if you squatted a thousand, well, how come you didn't squat a thousand fifty? Let's try to get that. Let's try to get yep. There was no limit, right? And, and he was one of those guys that there was no limit to what you could do. And, and honestly, I don't think you realize, but for me, it did. It carried over to another part of my life because I've been through some hard times in business, the fighting business, all that shit, right? Training there and doing that stuff. But like I thought, I ain't fucking quitting for shit. You're going to have to kill me to make me quit, you know? Yeah. And, that's something that I think a lot of people have inside them, but he's the one that brings it out and lets you put it into your life. And, and I mean, that's how it worked for me. I wouldn't be where I'm at without him. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. I modeled the whole, my whole team is in the gym is modeled, the fight team is modeled after our team that we had, all of us guys. Yeah. We're all together. You know, we try to, you know, grow people from scratch. And all I want is I want the good attitude. It's like the same thing. You, you find yourself, like when I'm in my business, I find myself turning into this, Louis-ish, you know, you could never replicate that guy, but Louis-ish person and yeah. some of those things that he did, you know, for us, you know, I think, you know, I just automatically do it for these guys, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I can't see my life would be way different. Yeah, people different. don't realize that team actually helps you out a lot more oh. because you have all these guys that's got an eye on you. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that. A lot of a lot of guys. You, I've been in several. You know, my whole life in yeah. these gyms, and every single time I'm with a crew, I might have one guy that I can tell 
and he actually can see and will see it when I'm doing it wrong. Nobody else can see it. And there might be eight guys with us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that team aspect, you know what I mean? They're the ones that help you. Because Louie you know really, I mean? without even knowing, he taught everybody almost how to coach, too, a little bit. How without to watch a question. And without stuff a too, question. Because right? he's yeah. always saying stuff, saying stuff. Watch him. Watch what he does. Watch what he does. Look, see where his ass back, you know, this and that, right? Yeah. And you put that in your head, but not for yourself, for your teammates, though, because team was so important for us, right? Our, our training partners, our teammates, like, we all wanted everybody to do good. Like, I wanted everybody to break every fucking record. Like, I wanted well, West Side or whatever we called it back then, too to be the strongest, baddest motherfuckers on the face of the earth, right? I didn't care if Chuck was stronger, you were stronger, you were stronger. We all have our moments, right? But it was about making each other stronger, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And that was fucking important. And yeah. it formed a bond that we're all sitting here how many years later? Yeah. We still talk. I mean, Chuck comes up to the gym, Tom comes up to the gym, me and you talk all the time. Me and Tom are always talking, you know? Like, that type of, like, intimate insanity, right? That's is when it forms, forms friendships and yeah. bonds that should not be fucking broken. Yeah. You know? So that was what? 85, right? Mm-hmm. For us. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. 85. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just I was crazy. a couple years before, I think, when I was at the well, garage. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yep. 85 when the garage started. When, so when, it's when, been when, ever since then yep. for all of us. And the, and the garage was even even more so because it was even tighter, right? Oh, Smaller sure. quarters, less guys, you know? Yeah. And... You know, it, it was it was unbelievable. Because yeah, I didn't even meet Matt till probably 86 before Seriously? he come down. Remember, he was in Cleveland that whole time running from the cops. Yeah. Right, with yeah. Ross and, and then he come down. Right, yeah. I remember that. Matt Dumbo, about the first time he come down was when he broke his legs. Mm -hmm. Blew his knees out. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? And then after night. that, he come back in then yeah. from that point. And then, yeah. then the police got him. He went to jail for a while. <laughs> he come back and started working for uh, Westside. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he said we used to be uh, we'd squat on Friday nights down at the at the at the at the, at the garage, and uh, we'd be sitting there getting ready to warm up and stuff. <laughs> down, it was you know the alley behind the house, right? So uh, uh, Matt would pull up in this uh, stolen car. Remember he had a Z twenty eight. He got it from some friend of mine in Cleveland. I don't know where, whatever. But anyhow, he's like, he pulls up. He's got this fucking two by four or like four by four into the back of the seat and he had a wedge like into the thing because he said every time he took off he was so big he'd go like this the seat would break right so it's <laughs> <laughs> a stolen vehicle he had a big wedge in he gets out of the car and he's like 357 you know 9 millimeter 45 and he'd take all his guns and put it on the thing because he was always on the lamp right he was always on the run from the law so then he'd squat with us and we'd squat and we'd have the greatest time he's like look down the alley all right, I gotta go. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is I mean, he. There were so many stories with yeah, Matt. Yeah. I was. I was yeah, a Paul Bear. I was a Paul Bear funeral. I mean, me, me, him, and me and Anthony Clark, and I mean, but anyway, we. You know, I have. I'll tell you a funny story. We we used to hunt together, okay, and and. I had just gotten this black blazer and I parked it down this like little alley to get us back to these woods and, and we were kind of standing around talking and this rabbit takes off in front of my truck and and I'm like, 
he's like, rabbit. And I go, no, don't. That's a brand new. He shoots and, and he does not get the rabbit. And I go, dude, you shot my truck. He goes, no, I didn't, buddy, because everything was buddy, you know. And we go over there and the whole hood had like <laughs> silver. It was a black blazer, had silver pellet marks. And I go, look at my hood. I go, he goes, I didn't do that. And I said, but what could you do to him? You couldn't do anything. I had that truck like three months and he, and, and he peppered it with, and it the other with thing is, as tough and crazy as he was, he was the nicest guy. Oh, oh he was. I he was one of the you. nicest people I ever met. I yeah. love that guy. Yeah. You know? He, he had, I mean, like, get in the side, right? Drink a little alcohol. Do one shot of alcohol, he turns into the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the devil. I mean, yeah. this quick. Bam. His voice would get rough as hell. He'd get loud He'd get that look hell. in his eye. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He would. He would. But he, he had, had one, at one point, he had... He was he had like fifty outstanding assault charges, I think, or something crazy. He had assault on police dogs. Yep. The dogs, they, they dogs let. I knew cops down on campus. They let the dogs loose on him. The fucking one dog, he grabbed it by the neck and fucking started punching, whipped it across, and did something crazy. And so he had that charge. And I mean, who does that shit? That's what I said. You just <laughs> could not stop that man. Murder, he, everyone knew to kind of keep their distance. Yeah. He just could not be touched. But he was one of the like a normal. This is, Nice guy. Oh, my dad died. He sent a limo to the funeral. I mean, he yeah, just did things that guy, he yeah. wouldn't even yep. tell anybody. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Yep. So we had some characters. You take like a Jerry Haywood. I, I mean, we, we just, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's things that I laugh about. The to the last time I seen him, <laughs> when, and the cops right. were looking for him. He was on the news. He was a green finger bandit. He was robbing banks. With green gloves. I mean, one day he, I was like, that's Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this guy used to love to have his shirt off. I mean, in, every, in most pictures, he would, he thought he had the best body he wore, which he did not. No, but, you know, he, he would take his shirt off everywhere. He was awesome, though. Well, so. one time we'd go out. We'd all go out as friends, and, yeah. and he was so drunk. I took him back to my mom's. I was living at my mom's. I was just a you know 18, 19 year old teenager, and uh, he he t- he slept on my couch in his underwear. So my mom comes down the steps, <laughs> and, and he's on the couch in his underwear, and she's like, comes up to me, Dom, who is that guy, and what is he doing? I said, that's Jerry Haywood, yeah. and I don't know, mom. But I will get him up, but that's just Jerry. Yeah, Haywood. that real heavy southern drawl. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you remember the time? We were squatting. Oh, yeah. Me and Tino were squatting. Were you there, Chuck, for that? No, no. no I wasn't there, but so, I heard. So, you know, I, we load the bar up. I turn around and get Gino cranked up. Like, come on, motherfucker. Right now. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. We turn around, and I'm behind them. And somebody was on one side, somebody the other. He takes the weight off, and it's like, fucking Gino goes nuts, right? He's like, ah, motherfucker. And he looks over there, and he's like, who took the plate off the fucking bar? And he was like, I did. He goes, you took the weight off my fucking bar, you cocksucker, right? So he takes the, a 45-pound plate, whips it from like that door to out over here. <laughs> it seems like a Gino discus. Was, yeah, yeah it's like it, a discus. Like a frisbee, right? Yeah, exactly. Fucking Jerry ducks, it goes through the wall, right? And so Jerry's like, well, you almost killed me. And Gene's like, fuck you, you're like, I did? Fucking took the weight off my bar, right? So Jerry Haywood goes out to his car, yep. comes back in with like a rifle, some 22 mm-hmm. rifle or something, right? Yep. Comes walking in to shoot Gino, right? Then we're tackling him on the ground. <laughs> 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 he's like, holy oh, shit, you see that shit? Ordinary oh, game, what's up? Right? Oh, he's, like, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah, that's right. And then Jerry takes his thing back, we go back to training, like nothing happened. You know? Ordinary day, West Side Harbell. I mean, it's just it nuts. It was awesome, you know? We had so many personalities. Dude, we had so much fun. We, we and did. like Jerry Haywood, Danny Day. Right, uh, Tim, Tim Van, Van Horn, great guy. Van like Horn, yeah. we had, we went out, we did stuff all the fucking time together. Like it was an unbreakable team. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when we first started, I guarantee it, there was six to eight 220s in one class. There was. was there. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that, that class was overloaded. Was yeah, we had Scott yeah. Gabriel. We had Scott Gabriel, bunch. yeah, was there, right? We had yeah. a bunch yeah. of 220s. There I mean, was. There yeah. was. Tom Wagner. There, I mean, Tom, there yeah, was right. some. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, Steve, whatever his name was. Steve Schwartz. Schwartz. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we wavered yeah. back and forth you between. Know what I mean? Yeah, well, you're right. That was a yeah. saturated class. And I said, when you and I went in, we we're like, holy shit. I Mark know. was the strongest, and Louis was teetering from 42 you know, to, to 220. Two, 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 yeah. 20, yeah. And he was very strong, but Mark had a better total at that time. And I was like, man, that, well, I, where do I fit in? I think you fit in pretty well at the end, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> well, that, that was, that no, was no, like I a know. stepping stone. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? It, it was, was like, man, I got to catch him. You know what I mean? It's true. So it's just trying to work your way up is always yeah. something he's like I ain't gonna let that motherfucker catch me you know so yeah. he's doing the other it's true but like all Marcus did was spit on the floor every time he squatted he's <laughs> <laughs> he all those he times <laughs> bang his head on the bar and spit on the floor I remember I was meeting uh, it was in uh, Cleveland and so my my you were there with me when I when I tore my clavicle off oh right? yeah oh yeah but I remember my mom and dad were there right so my mom's in the front row and she's like alright now don't don't swear, don't hit your head on the bar, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I was like, all right. I'm like, mother walker, smash, smash. Blood of her. I'm like, oh my God, I can never come to this again. <laughs> yeah, but I remember but you I used to spit constantly. Yes, yeah, like, that's, that's so funny to say that. Gino, too, he used to get nervous before meets, too. Yeah, he used to throw up a little bit before uh-huh. sometimes. I was out drinking that night, I think. I got in a fist fight, I think, before I, I, pretty I good, before I told all that. I was out like, till the morning and I was drinking. I just didn't give a fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went and lifted at the meet and did really good. Yeah. yeah. Did everyone have a, a role? Like when you got in, did you go, oh, this is where I fit in, this is where I want to go to? Did everyone have that or did it just No, more people found where they belonged in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Like there's a pecking order that you've got to earn, I think. Yep. Yeah. They have personalities, too. The you first guys I mean? were so diverse. Right. It was you know crazy. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you could tell who you liked and who you didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like immediately, it was like these guys. Most and then when Tom got come in, good, Tom you know? and yeah. Jerry O, you know what I mean? We always had a, a click that always run. And it, it ends yeah. up being uh, most tough guys in there. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? If, if you're that type of person, that's generally who you're going to gravitate toward. Without yeah. a doubt. Correct. Yeah. And was, did you guys want to start weeding people out? Was that it? Like, yo, you don't fucking, you got to earn your stripes to come in here? Well, see, at the beginning I did, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we was just glad to be in, you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And it was, it was a neat little gym. That gym that they first had was I really, really it. neat. I love that because place. Because you had that powerlifting room in the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and it yeah. said powerlifting only, Westside Barbell, you know what I mean? So only only team, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody else was allowed in there, and we kept that rule alive. And listen, yeah. you know people what I mean? respected I loved that. It there. People, I loved the garage, but I loved it there too. Like I thought that was a great. Thing. Oh, people yeah. peek no, around there would yeah. die just to try to peek around. Yeah. It was just an opening, but people would die to peek, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're not allowed back there." Like they knew, yeah. like yeah, the they put a boxing ring back there. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Louis back there, and he had those uh, those groove rings were like made. They looked like. Uh, they had shorts, like, like jean shorts. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? They look kind of strange looking, right? Saying, ah, I'll put my group briefs in and get on the ring and get close and boxing people punching each other. That stuff it was funny. And, and funny. Jim had a tanning bed in the front, too. And you remember? Tanning tanning bed. Bed. Yeah, I was like, what? A tanning bed in here? It was a unique freaking place, right? Was it public? Yeah. Yes. But the front part was public, basically. The front basically, part was right? public. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How long did that last? For a while, I, I, was, for like, I think it was like four years until we moved to Demarest, okay. on the big gym at Demarest, by a bingo hall. 
You remember that, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was like a public gym in the front. But they knew. People knew. Like, but Louis didn't like would not turn that corner. Too yeah. many weak-minded people. Yeah. You know, he did. <laughs> That's where Matt worked. He worked at the gym out in the front, and then the back was powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Matt didn't work the front. Yeah. 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 Worked out good because, yeah. like he said, Matt was a good, was a good person. I yeah. mean, anybody coming, it didn't matter. I mean, who you ever it see was. him without a smile on his face? I know it. He was just really, really, really good person. Yeah. But if he gets over that edge and starts drinking Jack, then it's yeah. it's or, a different story. How uh, how fun was it to compete together as a team? It was awesome. Awesome. The best. Awesome. The when, best. When the everybody wanted Marble. the best of it for everybody. Everybody was there. I used to remember walking into those meets with our with our crew, man. It yep. was awesome. Oh, dude, people would have, say, "Uh oh, here comes the West Side guys." Oh man, you'd have him yep. like in your face, Chuck Pace. You know, Chuck Paces. You'd be coming up to you. Come on, man. You, do, you know, I mean, it's just like yeah, he, he was he, a crazy he, fucker. Too. Yeah, oh, they're all the, everyone, I mean, all of them. I mean, they, they, this is <laughs> yeah, why I mean, you did what you did. That's what we told the guys in 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 our weight class. Fuck you, you suck. And as Louie would say, second place is first loser. <laughs> so <laughs> um, just be prepared for second yeah. place. Yeah. That's what it's gonna be. And oh. Chuck and me dominant. Chuck lifted Sunday mornings at the Nationals and I lifted in the afternoon. So we were there and you know, I was, you know, Chuck didn't need any hyped up. He didn't need to get going, but you know, in the afternoon, man, when I started lifting, Chuck would be right in my ear. Nationals in ninety five. I never knew it. Chuck said, make a fist. I'm like, because I pulled a 782 deadlift, and right at the top, my right hand opened up and popped. And Chuck said, make a fist. He wrapped my hand so tight and just, he said, all right, you'll be good now. And I walked out and pulled that real quick, and I was like, hey, okay, I never, ever knew if you made a fist and wrapped your wrist. So Chuck, Chuck actually, he's got a lot of credit yeah, for, for me winning the Nationals that year. Teammates, though. That's what it's yeah, about. Everybody helped each other. Not everybody there. looking at each other like, oh, I hope you don't get this. It'll be stronger than me. Nobody gave a fuck. Everybody wanted everybody to do well. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was there for each other all the fucking all time. The time. And, and, and you always had your chance. And you always yeah. had your chance to get back and get stronger yeah. than them. They're right in front of you. Yeah. You know, if yeah. they're ahead everybody of you. Everybody had the same opportunity, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. get back to the gym, get stronger. Yeah. About the group, to mean like the club. The club, everything was done for Westside Barbell because you guys were Westside. That was the. We were it. Yeah. You know that we were in at the time. Yeah. You know yeah. that was this, that was that was the crew. You know, and it was it was awesome. I mean, you know, we well, we talk about the story. I've, I've talked about it before, but you know, you just you couldn't fuck with our group. Our no. group, you know, you know, they, they we had that with the, the what was that gym? Lords, Lords gym, right? Those guys were all big tough dudes on the yeah. side. And somebody said something to Gino about something, and said something about Louie, I think, and, and us. So we said, well, that was Gino. That was in East Dallas. Gino, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. G- Gino brought her up, right? Gino wanted yeah. to run it to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he actually remember there was a girl that he was messing with. Oh, that, that, that owner yeah. was was actually messing with too. Oh, he went over there to confront him. Well, everybody knew what was happening, so he brought us. They had the whole east side there. I yeah. mean the whole yeah. east we side. We walk into enemy territory. I know. <laughs> I told Gino, I said, hey. Right when you see him, I said, just hit him. I said, get it going quick, because I knew they had too many people. He went over and started yelling at him, pointing, and next thing you know, he was completely crowded with probably 50 dudes all the way around him. And Gino was big and tall. He was right out front, and the dude he was confronting was very tall. big and Look tall, too. Remember, yeah. both of them I were big. They were to right this there day. in the middle of it. 
I was like, ah, oh, shit. So that's when I just took off running full blast and ran into the pile of everybody. And then everything went it was, wild. It was a free-for-all. But Gino a did hold his own. Me and Mark come over and fucking hit a bunch of them, knocked them off me, and then we, it was it was we, wild for us. But him. listen, we fucked, those, we fucked those guys up, okay? Yeah. And we were outnumbered. But yep. that's what West Side was about, yep. okay? Yep. Like, fuck you. Yep. We ain't weak in any possible way. That's why I love that thing, weak things break, right? Yep. We ain't weak mentally, physically, spiritually. We ain't fucking weak, motherfucker. Yep. We ain't and weak that fight lasted either. about 10 minutes. It, it was yeah, out Dude, it kept <laughs> moving. It was moving. <laughs> then it was no. straight to the outside and uh, everything else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got, you got stabbed in the shoulder. And then I remember we had a beer bottle. Beer bottle. Well, I remember because you were right next to me. We're standing, so we were standing in the front. Those guys were out there, so we literally took over their bar. Yeah. yeah. So we're standing at the entrance of their bar, right? And all out there. And we're standing out there. All of a sudden, one guy broke a bottle and whipped the thing, and we all ducked, and we all ducked this way, and then down, and it came and hit you in the head, right? But it ripped your head open, though. Yeah, my ear. Yeah. My ear. And then who? Somebody got run over by a car. Jerry's buddy went out there. We was all throwing rocks at him. We all got yeah. rocks. And they were coming back and forth and trying to run us over. Right. And we threw rock at him. Dude went left to center hard, hit Jerry's buddy. He flipped over top of the car. Broke his leg or something, right? Yep, so the squads were there. They're fixing me up and fixing them up. Ooh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, but we sent the message, though. But yeah. Whenever we'd go to another bar, remember we'd, we'd go to R&R, and there'd be like a bunch of us walking in, they'd go, Please, oh, guys, no. don't. don't. <laughs> no, they, the bouncers were all trying talking to me. The bouncers want to be our friends. They, they say, say they don't, don't start happen. anything, please, here, because we can't handle you guys. And we'd be like, well, we're, we're okay. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, Mark Great called me on a, on a Thursday night. You guys are already up there, Eugene and Marcus. He, Waddle what are you doing? I said, I'm in bed. It's 11.30, man. You know, you got to come up to r and I said, man, Mark, I'm asleep. I got to work at about 5.30. No, no, no. Come on, I said. Okay, and I hung the phone up. He called right back. You on your way? I said, no, man. So I finally got up, got dressed, went up to r and &R. I'm walking in, police cars, and I said, yep. I already know. <laughs> I already know. Oh, dude, there was six, already six times. He used to get out before me, and I would get off work late because my shop was open till midnight. Six times that I he, I would come up, and he was already in the back of a cruiser from a fight. <laughs> and, and the last time I remember walking up at R&R, &R and he looked back at the window, and he goes, I got He, like, waved, and he was like, he was like, sorry, dude. And I'd be like, what the hell, man? I can't ever come out to I couldn't get out to meet him because he was always already in the back of a, of a cruiser. But we had a great time. Great times. So I wouldn't yeah, take awesome. a minute of that back. I met you at Minsky's. Oh, yeah. And I still remember what you were wearing, how you looked. It's crazy, yeah. man. I just, it's nuts. We changed Waddle's name to Waddleini. Right. <laughs> get black hair. Oh, you look Italian. We changed it to Waddleini. That's what we like, did, right. buddy. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, we had, we had a lot of Italians in here, so yeah. Oh, so Normal Tory. Mm -hmm. I mean, every yep. normal strong. I yep. mean, it was we had some strong people. Great times. So Dom's dad let him off on a Saturday night. You know the, the chances of that. Never. Slim to none. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so we went down to Cincinnati. It was the weekend of the Cincinnati Open. We didn't know now, that. The hotels were booked from 50 miles radius around Cincinnati. It, I didn't realize how big tennis was. There's no rooms anywhere, so Mark was supposed to get a room, but he didn't. So I'm in the back seat, and these two are arguing. And Dom's like, you fuck. My dad let me off on a Saturday night, and you said you'd get a room, and you didn't. So Mark goes, hold on a minute. I feel it. I feel it. 
pull over right here. There's a room open, I swear. I'm like, so we pull in and walk in. The lady says, there was just a cancellation. There was just a cancellation. So we went out and had a, had a Well, just, of course, what happened at the bar? Then? Oh, yeah. You were getting a fight. Yeah, 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 once again. Of course. You know, you know we, we lasted not, like an hour, I yeah. think, out somewhere. And someone started giving Marcus shit. And, <laughs> you know, and Mark's fuse is about that long. It, it, he has no yeah. fuse. It goes right to explosion. Yeah, and then it just, then we went out to eat afterwards. and It was fun, though. We, business we, as usual. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> right. It was. Everybody had everybody's back. But and we all had each other's back. That was the best thing. The you know, once, everybody was just, it was just awesome. Yeah, the one Saturday night, Luigi let him off work. <laughs> I called him Lou Grant. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he looked like he Mary Tyler Moore the whole deal. Yeah, so I used to say I'd call him Lou Grant. Finally, oh his dad, the, the boss of WJM, <laughs> let Dominic off on a Saturday night, and it all came down to I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> it was a hotel room open. I swear, and he was just mad and shit. I was in the back seat cracking up. <laughs> oh my god! How important was training together, but outside the gym? Been friends and going doing stuff. It was everything. Yeah. To me, it was everything. Here's what I know. Like, sure. if I don't have fellowship, you know, For whatever sure. you want to call it, camaraderie, fellowship, like that's that's what that's that's a glue for everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what Louis kind of instilled at the end after you had left and everything. Yeah. Breakfast, having breakfast for the team. That kind of pulls everybody together again, yeah. And, yeah. and it kept the glue. When we was coming up, it started keeping the glue right then because the other part, we didn't need it. You know what I mean? Back in the early days, we didn't need it. We was so close as it was. Yeah. But I think the other part did. You know, it's funny you breakfast. say that, though, Chuck, because you're right. Like, we just automatically were like, yeah. we were like, literally, our crew was like this, boom. How did that even instant, happen? Instant connection. I, I don't yeah. know. It's instant connection. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we never got to fight with each other, right? We just no. landed, we argued, gave each other shit, but like... Never were we both. hating each other. No, no, every, no, nobody went behind each other's backs and all this bullshit and this yeah. fucking drama-ass fucking weak-ass like shit says, that's out there now, you know? Guys were taking their phones. Normal. <clears throat> taking their phones think about it. recording their for workouts. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Who wants to do... Why do you want someone else to know what your workouts look like and put that shit on YouTube or what the hell they put it on? Facebook, YouTube, I don't know. Yeah, I never let anybody see what I was doing. No, good for you. you. Know, I mean, I was, you know, never for you. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is at least, end. like Chuck said, Louis started maybe catching on and realizing he needed to do those breakfasts. And, and I was I never so. a part of that. I really I'm, do. But I think it helped a lot of people, yeah. right? Because those guys I think really it helped, it. And that's the reason why it was always the morning crew. Yeah. Anybody in the morning crew could have breakfast. Louis going to pay for it every single time. Yeah, he paid for it. I mean, there was no way he was going to pay for it. And he just kept everybody together. And, you know, that worked out well for years and years and years, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? That's we awesome. squared round round. This, I didn't realize your sister was working yeah, there, but yeah. every Friday night after we squatted, we went to mm -hmm. round round, right? So a lot of us, you know, had girls abroad for dating or doing something while partying on Friday nights, you know. We squatted and we went to eat a ground round. Like nothing <laughs> ever got in the way of that. I mean, yeah. I've had so many women over the years that were like, or other friends that were like, well, can't you just come home after working out? Like, what, what are you talking about? No, this is yeah. part of our night. Yeah. You know, it was just part of the training. Right. It was awesome. You know, he paid every single time. It keeps yeah, we, everybody we just, together, man. We'd yeah. laugh and yeah. drink. He drank old Milwaukee all the time, or Milwaukee's best. <laughs> you know, that was his beer. And then they had it on the tap there, I think, you know. So 
But we sat there and we'd eat and then we'd go And, and it made you not want to miss workouts. Like, until I didn't want to miss well, first of that, all, yeah. First of all, you could not miss workout. I mean, no, because yeah. I know you've told this story. I've told you this story numerous times. But, you know, I remember my family, we try to close the shop down once a year and go to Florida as a family. And uh, it was in the middle. I was training for a meet. And, and I made my ticket so I could fly back on Thursday because I had to squat on uh, Friday and bench on Sunday. So I, I kind of dodged the deadlift day because I was a good deadlifter. But you bet your ass I made it back. And my family kind of was like, let me get this straight. You've got one week off, but you would fly back. To, to be to go work out, you know, but you just could not miss and you did not want to miss. Because it was in your heart though. It's not because you, you wanted to be there. Everybody wanted to be there. Nobody was forced to be there, obviously. Yeah. You know, you wanted to be there. And so when you have those like minded individuals that think that same way, it's, it was everything. It was honestly, that was my whole life. Like that's all that mattered in my life at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I got a lot of shit from, you know, your family and stuff like you, aren't you gonna do something with your life? Well I am. I didn't care. That's all I wanted to do. Those five years yeah, felt I mean, like fifteen years. years. Yeah, sure. I mean, they really did because you yeah. you learned so much. You did so much, and you know the only thing that makes me mad is we didn't realize how special that was till now. Yeah. Like most yeah. things in life, yeah. but man, like things, you right. had this icon figure there joking with the guy was hilarious. Like he'd be walking. Like hey, talk about quick witted. I gotta pee. If you're going to keep talking, you talk about <laughs> quick witted. He would literally. He, he'd be walking across the gym, and, and he's, I, 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 I'll never forget this at that break scene. He hit his toe on, on, a, on a weightlifting bar, and, he, and he, he almost went flying, and he goes, Oh, I'm used to tripping in bars, not on bars. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he was just funny like that. Like, you know, and then, you know, that's how he has a million of those sayings that, yeah. you know, you, you laugh. But how many times did you hear those fucking things? I, I remember the time when, when uh, Chickenheart was over there, and he was lifting a heavy weight on a deadlift, pulls it, lets go of the bar, and hits the ground. As soon as he hit the ground, Louie was on top of him and said, one, two, three, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at Louie, I was like, what? what's going on? Grab a chicken or pick it, he backed up. I, I, I swear, man, he didn't hit the ground. Right when he hit Louis the ground. Louie's there. Oh, he, like, he, like, he, is, he was funny, man. He really was. And that, that's something else that drew you. And you just would want to run up and hug him and, you know, rub his head. I mean, he was just funny like that. And he, he really sucked you in. I mean, yeah. it's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I remember when, and Chuck kicked everybody's ass that day. The Fred Halffield bar showed up at the gym. You remember that day, mm -hmm. Chuck? There was a great big line of us, and all of us, Louis, like everybody's taking a, a weight on this bar, and we were like, "What is it? Big fat round pads sitting on top of your neck, and you know." And I remember how strong Gene got from it. His deadlift went crazy. Mm -hmm. That was his from thing. From Halffield bar, yeah. yeah, that was his thing. Um, and I was tired as hell because I just delivered 13, 1400 cases of beer. Louis said, I don't care what you did. So we're back there and I bowed out at 405. I said, oh my gosh, I'm done. Chuck went up and did five plates. What was it? What did the bar weigh? 85 pounds, 95 pounds? Uh, I don't know. So it was, it was closer to 550 than 500. And uh, Chuck motored that right up and I said, now nah, that's a strong dude right there. I knew Chuck well, it was set, it set on the back of your neck, and I had a real strong neck at that yeah. time before yeah. I heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I could I push right back into it real hard. So, yeah. yeah, so that's, you I know, mean, because it would fall. We'd go down so deep. We were going so deep right. with it. It would fall over and get your face in your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the cambered bar that was always there? No, the cambered bar. You know, with the two pads over top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But they called it the Good Morning Bar, right? Or something. No. Safety Squat Bar, no. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a, a Safety Squat Bar, yeah. Safety yeah. Squat yeah. bar not right? Yeah. 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 Was yeah. it right? Same yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Fred Hatfield's one. Was it Jesse Hogan? Okay. I wonder if he knew how strong everybody came up. He's the one that made it. Bar set high up on her back. Oh, yeah. So you got to your back got super strong, Fred. Fred Hatfield's in it. Yeah. Fred Hatfield came up with it. It was a Hatfield Squat Bar originally, yeah. Yeah. And Hatfield talked about dropping down to 220 and teaching Ed Cone a squat lesson, and I was like, Dude, you've lost your mind. You're not losing 50 pounds and out squatting this guy. But yeah, but that I remember that night. I was like, damn it, Chuck's strong as hell. Strong. I, I mean, I just four plates and I'm like, man, I'm done. But Louie always gave me shit about it because you're not tired from pushing beer all day. Louie, it was 100 degrees outside today. Man, this shirt's been sweat and re-dried 10 times today. I'm, but he, uh, I don't want right to hear He's right though, Tom. Yeah. Like, you he know, kept, like that's yep. the kind of thing he put in without you realizing. Like, yep. Nothing matters. No, it doesn't. You, you, you know, because you, 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 I think he knew this too. Like he always fought it, you know. But innately, your mind's weak, you know. Yeah. But always, your mind's always telling you, "Oh, you can't do more. Quick, go lay yeah. down, take a nap, do this, do this." Fuck you, you know. That's basically yeah. lose. You right. tell his mind, "Fuck you," and then you start when you're around there, right? You yeah. start, you start mm -hmm. feeling that too. Yeah. Yeah. See, and he told you me know, things right? I I didn't know about, like before, you know, after Dom left, we're gonna adjust your nervous system. You're gonna build fast twitch muscle fibers. We're gonna teach you, your red blood cells are gonna go, white blood cells are gonna go up. So your distance time speed improves. I was like, what is this dude talking about? I had no idea. He got smarter and smarter. Yeah, he, he did. He, 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 he refined he himself reason. too. I mean, like, he, he was the awesome reinventor. Was, he reinvented everything he, he, in his, his mind. His mind was so yeah. unbelievable. And he had all of us. And he had yeah. all of us, and we were all yeah, part we of the all experiment. The guinea pigs. <laughs> we were all the guinea pigs. We were all happy to be it, you know? Yeah, we were the mice. He's yeah, like, we like the Grandpa mice. Muster. Because yeah. yeah. at the time, we were like, <laughs> do what? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You know? What but, was some of the the most unusual stuff you did with him? Like, well, you know, when we were in the garage, he was doing some really unique stuff. He was he was walking down the alley with, with uh, like weights hanging in between his legs, you know, and it was the oddest looking thing because, you know, his legs were real wide walking like this, you know, and then yeah. I think he was jumping off the roof to do deceleration because it was a lower roof in the garage too, to do that type of stuff too. And so the he was truck beds, jumping right. into truck beds. Jumping into truck beds and Tire then discs. pushing trucks back and forth and then the sleds start coming after that, you know, that was, yeah. I went back, brought some of my fighters back and then he would show me the sleds and stuff too, but everything he did was unique you know like we talk about like everybody knows about the reverse hyper like in the in the garage the reverse hyper was inside an old power rack it was a 1920 sit-up board with no padding on the side like two two by fours put together there was a, a metal milk crate with a bunch of weight on it and you stand up there and somebody get this army belt and wrap that bitch through there you'd reach over and grab the you know where the pins were mm -hmm. you know the holes and you'd pull yourself up and they'd pull that crate out and then you're you had all that weight on you had a few reps it was the possibly the most uncomfortable exercise i did ever yeah like i i said it before but like i had bruises across my my hips for years and also the belt squat when nope. you had the hole in it and it was just, just pushing on dead you. weight falling down <laughs> right, there too right. so he had that belt so he had all this all this stuff that you see now like it was in his mind right he keeps on thinking about it like obsessed i gotta find it's just like, to me, like I look, I go, how the fuck does somebody say that obsessed over that amount of time and keep on finding new things? That mindset and that mind that he had was so unbelievable. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it's, it's, 
I don't know anybody, I've never met anybody in my life that had anything like that. You know, I, I really haven't. And I think whatever sport he would have chose, it's like when, when he would have done well. I think so too. Like he could have been a fighter too. Yeah. You know, like he was a and tough just guy. Just like his track, you know what I mean? When he mm -hmm. went in tra track a little bit later on, man, he evolves. He, he takes that science to another level. It's unbelievable, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, he goes, there's no, he immerses himself fully. There's no mm -hmm. half assed No, 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 no there's no all in of anything. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're it's right. It's like when Mike Tyson got away from Kevin Rooney, his, his, his career went down the toilet. When he left West Side Barbell, good luck. It's just not happening. It's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, Louis was so inventive and so creative with everything, you know, and for all those, all those haters out there that say West Side this and West Side that, hey man, fuck you, the numbers speak. I don't care, I hear, I see people saying things and oh, West Side Bar, blah, blah, blah. Hey man, don't be jealous. Man, just deal with it. It is what it is. How important was it to have um, that figure? So you have Louie, right? Obviously he's motivating, but it also gave you that person to go, I'm gonna fucking prove against, like, fuck that guy. He, he gave you an out for whatever way you wanted. Mm -hmm. He could either be there to motivate you, either negatively or positively, and he, mm -hmm. he'd fucking, he'd just say something to you, and then he knew Dom and tell me. He knew everybody's like, triggers too, right? Oh my he gosh. Knew, he knew how to trigger he people. Knew he oh, knew yeah. everybody's triggers. He did it all the yeah. time. He triggered people everything he yeah. did. You know, even Tommy, you were telling me a story where, you know, he'd take you in his, uh, his Hellcat or something, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, 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 I wasn't in the car, so I don't know, but like. To where, well, and Harold will attest this, anyone who drove with him, he would get in and um, he wanted to get a reaction. His whole goal was for you <laughs> to fucking go, holy fuck. Just getting in the car with Lou, you're like, Jesus, like, like he was a good, dri good driver, but fuck, he pushed it. And uh, so we find a strip of a fucking road to drive on and there's a security guy a uh, little hut right here. And that guy's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And Lou would be like, and then, like there was no like gentle on the throttle, just foot down. And then like, you just say nothing, say nothing. He's like, oh, all right, all right. And then it would go up a notch and then go up a notch, go up a notch until you're like, holy fuck, dude, we're going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, but that was, it was always he pushed everybody in every possible way. Well, he wanted to see, just wanted that react, and then you wouldn't give it to him. He liked to see where people broke, where's the breaking point yeah. set, you know? He did. You see, you messed up. You should have went, ah! <laughs> right when you But just like you guys are saying, you shouldn't want to give it to him. You just didn't want to fucking just. Well, you didn't. You, you never wanted to disappoint, him, right? So, and you, you knew. I was in the car. You knew it disappointed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I ain't dying. Yeah. 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 We ain't going out together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you just didn't want to disappoint him. You know. Listen, he was he was such a you know. There's not a lot of good leaders in this world. You know, like he was a good leader. He he did it with some compassion, a lot of aggression. You know, but there was he had a multi multi-dimensional way of leading people. Yeah. And I don't even know if he did it on purpose, it was just his personality. He had know. that thing. Like you would do great, anything for him. Like, like you were like coaches. coaches. You'd do you anything for him. Yeah, it's like anything. you said, Marcus, people gravitated. They gravitated toward him and you'd right do anything for him, him. but yeah. you can gravitate toward him, but if you weren't that guy that was gonna give him 100%, yeah. he'd turn on you like a rattlesnake. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was just the way it was. So yeah. if you thought you were gonna be something you were and, and he saw through it, he'd expose it. Yeah. You'd either step up or step out. Yeah. Every time. So. How many people did you see do that to where? I've seen a lot of people. I just see, I've seen them humiliate people, to be honest. And we've all been humiliated, though. 
but we just didn't give up. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? But he'd, he'd push it, he'd humiliate you, and you'd leave, you know, and he'd say shit. Some people you'd see, they just kind of like shrink <laughs> and then let it slowly they slink out the door, kind of, you know? But like yeah. everybody wanted to do well for him. I mean, yeah, we, what we, happened we, to so and so? Where's he been? Yeah. 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 But you know what? That's how it should be. And, and a leader should have an army, and should have an army of killers, you know? What, what, yeah. you know? I say killers, not that you're gonna go kill people, but like armored people that behind them, that's what a good leader forms. Yeah. And you have to have that. That's how you accomplish it in life. You okay. know what I'm saying? He literally, okay. me and Gino, I mean, he had, anytime he had a problem, like we had some fucking asshole neighbors across from 590 Larkham that did something to one of his family members or tried to not be respectful. And uh, me and Gene, Took care of those guys never fucking even look over there again. Yep. Ever. Ever. And it happened a lot. We used to, did anybody say something about him or try to get Lou in trouble for something, this or that, you know? It's usually me and Gene, but we'd go and we'd fucking grab a hold of this dude. He ripped some guy out of Gold's gym, put him up against the wall and said, You ever fucking say Louis' name again? You're a fucking dead motherfucker. Yep. You know, and Louis's like, Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to take care of We come back from the fight, you know, that, that, that with that large gym guy, you know? He was always like, See anything but us, our gym, you know? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember we took him out one time? We were, there. we were at, where were we at? Mothers? Was it Mothers? Was oh. it, was it, no, was it, was it up, up on the North End? Is that the same place or no? Yeah. This, we, this was over here on the West Side. We took him up to one of those there. places we used to go up to, like on 161, I think. And he's like, that's what you guys do all night. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, you know, we're trying to get lucky or whatever. You know? <laughs> I remember we went up to Mother's, and as soon as he got in, he went out on the dance floor and started dancing. No way. A hundred mile an hour for two hours straight. No way. <laughs> Doing like the running man. Oh, is. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Sweat everywhere. I would have loved to have seen that. He is so funny. So yeah, it was, he was down to her too, you know, like he was, I just. Did he, did he go out much with you guys outside of that? Did he party much? He went, he, after, after not, a couple not, times, not he was not like, not interested. No. <laughs> you know? So we just hang out with him. Yeah. Where a lot of times, you know, Tyson was real young at the time doing fights. So we'd go over his house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always go watch fights. like boxing and stuff, you know. So we go do stuff like that a lot, though. But we always did stuff together. Always go to eat, always go over his house, hang out or whatever, too, you know. I mean, we'd sit in his house. Afterwards, and he had this, he had dog, you know, Nitro. So, this is Nitro. Nitro was our dude, right? So, <clears throat> Nitro would, we'd be in the, me and Gino go sit in the house afterwards, right? And Louis still be on the gym where we're going to get changed. Some indoors be downstairs, right? And I'm like, let's, let's wrap this dude up in, uh, in super wraps. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were in this pit bull. We, we, he was like a mummy. And we're like, <laughs> Hey, little Nacho is ready for his warm-up. <laughs> it's his squat day, right? He comes up and he's like, what? Take that shit off my fucking dog. <laughs> and then one time, Gino somehow managed to put a cigarette in his, in his like, jaw. And he was walking around. <laughs> like, oh my God, when does Nacho got such bad habits? You know, why is he smoking? <laughs> he's like, get the fucking cigarette out of my dog's fucking mouth. <laughs> Gina was always uh, up to something. Oh, like, at one point, he hooked his med, he had a med collator. You remember, it, it was in his house when we were training in, in the garage. But it was this fucking big, right? It had this, like, like, like an old radio dials on it, right? But it was an electronic thing, and you had the, the, the 
to stimulate you, like a yeah. stim machine, right? Except like bionic, right? And so he go here, let me put this on you, you know. So he, we're sitting there, and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" You know, it's like, "Oh, we're gonna let's see how this works." So he strapped me into this thing, he, and Gino goes, "I just turns it all the way up, all the way." Of course, <laughs> I thought I almost had a heart attack, the electrical shock. <laughs> I was like this, I couldn't even tell him to turn it off. I was like. <laughs> and then he'd laugh, turn up, and go, take that. <laughs> and Louis laughing, And then she's like, we should put it on nitro. And I said, he'll, he'll kill us. Said, he'll, he'll fucking kill us. I had his dog, like his prime possession. I am not touching that dog with that That is too funny. Now electricity on a dog. It'll kill him quick. It will it? Yes, it will. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that dog used to come out there, he used to sit there, and the, the garage was awesome. It had like a kerosene heater. Okay, and it didn't work at the time. So, you know, we trained in like flannel shirts and jackets and stuff in the yeah. winter, you know. And uh, he'd have the, the heater, sometimes doors try to get it running before we get in there, you know. But it was, uh, there was this little hassock in the corner, and that's where Nitro stayed. So he'd sit there and watch us work out all day. He just sit there, he was so, so yeah, He's awesome. just mellow, wasn't he? He yeah. was the sweetest was dog. Mellow. I yeah. love that dog so much. Yeah. Had a big ass head on him though. Yeah. He had a nice yeah. pit bull head on him. He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was the environment. The dog was on the thing. The kerosene he used to be on the link at the time. And we used to play, he had an A-track thing in there. We used to play like Black That's Sabbath, funny. you know, yeah. Black Sabbath well, and shit like that. If, 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 one group's gonna, ACDC, if, if one group's gonna, gonna if ACDC needs to know that no gym has ever played more ACDC than this. Well, that was Mariah's thing, I mean, too. Yeah, man. she loved it, didn't she? Oh, my God. She was. Man. Miss ACDC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, girls, the girls always had ACDC on. Yeah. 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 I got two quick ones. This guy dropped a keg on his toe when we were working at Miller. We were going to do a deadlift, <laughs> and he come hobbling in, toe black. Yeah, it was a Monday. Had a deadlift. Yeah. <clears throat> Van Horn, of course, everybody. Everybody, Tim's ingenuity and in helping Louie build all this stuff, mm -hmm. blueprinting and all. Tim was genius. He says, I got a drill out in the car. So he goes out and get a, gets a drill and gets this tiny little drill bit. And Mark's putting it. Well, he gives it. me a drill that yeah. was like one of those big drills, though. Like, yeah. like a hammer drill. He's yeah. like, oh, just put it on your put it on your nail and relieve the pressure. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And all of a sudden, all the way through. Went all the way through my blood, toe, chipped my bone. Blood coming out everywhere. Did his deadlift workout. I, still, I still worked out. We were rolling. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that's that's what. I remember Lou came in because he just opened the gym and it was a yeah. public gym and there's blood everywhere. Right? Everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like half passing out. I'm like, oh my God, like, this doesn't feel good right now. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I broke my toe. I don't, they told me though, you know, I'm trying to explain the story, but I'm like, yeah, passing out right now. And, he, and he's like, and you couldn't do it. You had to do it in the, the entrance when I'm trying to run the gym. You know, and I'm like, these guys told me to do it. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know. But yeah, that was funny. I called Matt John Candy. That used to make him mad or shit. Yeah, <laughs> said, devil, yeah. John, John, John Candy. Hey, John Candy, what's up? Right yeah, he'd get mad or in hell. But him and Jeff Magruder pulled a quick one on me. And they sent a bunch of stuff to my house. And my address was 1364. And they sent something to 1346. I lived up in Worthington. Well, the lady opened it, called the police. Three days later, a UPS truck shows up with these boxes filled with juice. 
Tons, I mean, just tons and tons of it. And the UPS guy's trying to shove it into my hands. And I'm like, man, get away from me, man. I'll bust your hole. Stop. And so they end up <coughs> sitting it all on my porch. And the UPS guy was a Columbus narcotics agent. So the truck pulls out. And I just got swarmed. It was nuts. Um, and my brother at the time was on on the Ohio, or he was on the FBI's most wanted list. He was out of the country, so they acted like real assholes to me. So getting to court the next day, my bail's $150,000. And I was like, For that? yeah, that was Woody Hayes' kid. And all he knew was drugs are involved. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 150 yeah, grand? Not recreational drugs. What? So my dad said, what do you want me to do? I said, nothing. I'll sit down here until this case gets dismissed for a future indictment. They'll dismiss the case and I'll get out of here. He said, I don't you get trouble work. I said, I, I don't care. Giving a bail bondsman 15,000 bucks. I, anyway, I get out 10 days later, walk in the gym. By that time, you know, everybody's going, oh shit. What's Waddle doing? Is he downtown talking? What's he doing? I walk in and the only guy who walked up to me and talked to me was Chuck. Chuck walked up, shook my hand, said, what's up, Thomas? Oh, man, I'll never that's forget Chuck, that. That's Chuck. Chuck Stand up, man. He, also called, he always calls you Thomas. Yeah, that's, that's when I said, <laughs> this guy right here is solid. That's he a good knows story. I, yeah. I'm not saying a word about anything. And I was madder than hell at Matt. Then he tried, he wanted to get me, he said, Jeff McGurder needs his money. And I said, you must be crazy, man. I'm not giving well, anybody any money. the package. Yeah, yeah. So uh, first, I didn't know anything was coming to my house, and second, they wanted me to pay for it. And I was like, but anyway, your I business mean, I, is your business. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't, yeah, Chuck yeah. kept that's way to be Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck kept to himself, yeah. man. He was. He was like he was cordial to you, but he didn't get involved in anybody's shit. He just didn't. Yeah. And we benched on the same bench, so we just it was just you know. And I was like, yeah. But, but that's what the true people from there right. were yeah. about, you know, they were, you know, the, the, the whole group back then was very close to that type of mentality, you know, yep. like you can get, yep. we all got in a lot of trouble or a little trouble here and there and nobody judged nobody, but it was just like, cool, you're, yep. you're a guy, you know, that's it, you know. All right, Chuck's getting ready to leave us here, so I got something to say to all the weightlifting world out there. This is the Four Horsemen of West Side Barbell. We had Notre Dame Four Horsemen. Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. This is it. So whether you like it or you don't like it, we are the barbell smashing, national championship crashing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, bad son of a bitches. And if you don't like that, I don't know what to say, but yeah. we're having a hard time holding these Chuck Taylors down. So and, and, in reference to Louie, how much he loved wrestling and to Ric Flair, Ha, 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 ha.